Hello and welcome to Waffle On Podcast. Now this is just a short announcement to let you know that this is part one of a two-part episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark. We originally was just going to do one episode, but when we got past the hour mark, we decided to break it into two so we could talk more about the Temple of Doom, Last Crusade and Crystal Skull, plus what Indiana Jones means to us and all the programmes and films that came after it that we liked. So, we hope you enjoy this first part of Waffle On about Raiders of the Lost Ark. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. That's something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there at Tarnis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. Desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Better go. If you still want the Ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. And welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. You bastard. <laughs> uh, you are there, son? You're getting it. And I'm Mark T. Kelly. Fucking 18. 
And we are, we are the Waffle On lads, yes, and Kelly is eating a rather delicious lint mint ball, <laughs> and uh, what better opportunity to um, make him speak when he's halfway through, through, through <laughs> sucking her ball, indeed. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! You got that down, you, didn't you? Oh, that's, well, that's really good, though, it? And you got coffee as well, so that's going to taste really weird. Uh-huh. I like you, it. Have you ever done that where you brush your teeth? And then you have a coffee it's and you want really to mistake it to make it. Like, <laughs> it's a really weird thing. Like, it's putting your tongue on a battery, isn't it? Is that <laughs> I haven't done that in ages. <laughs> There's a difference there. You wouldn't say to your daughter, would you? Like, I'd, I'd say, go on, go on, son. Put your tongue on that battery. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's a bit you wouldn't like, do that anymore to get... Oh, no, no, no. It's a bit like on that uh, programme that uh, our mate Darren Wright was on about, oh, you know, we've um, cased... Um, oh, who's, who's the guy now? You know, that he played the, the, the dad. And um, he was in the ninth configuration, Stacey Keach. Right? And you know that TV program with Stacey Keach in? And he goes, uh, and he goes, the son goes to put his finger, and the mom goes to son, he goes, no, 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 no. This is how he learns. <laughs> He's like, there's something like that, you don't do. That was our generation, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You won't jump off there, but I've got another one, right? He goes, I'm going to teach you a lesson now. Put your fingers in that door and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just Birmingham? So it's our Christmas episode. We hope you've all had a good year. Ours has been a bit shit. And so yeah, Britain in general has been a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been um, a bit I think America's been a bit crap as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad luck well, at the moment. But Tomorrow, the thing is, it's it's not getting so much political. But it's not getting bogged down. No, no, no. <laughs> but we're actually going to move on for a bit now. It's going to be good things. I think it's Even if it's going to be bad things, at least it's fucking happening. I like that's a positive agent. It's true though. At least it's going to work. Yeah, Parliament is going to work. Doesn't matter what side, it's going well, to work. We're going swimming in the moment. Well, impeachment's on the other side of the Atlantic. I've been watching that today. That's yeah. a bit, bit, not bit weird. Um, and uh, we got start. Have you seen Star Wars? So I'm going on Friday morning. Friday morning, what time? Half nine. Ooh, half ten. Hey, <laughs> where are you going? Um, uh, Empire. I thought you weren't going to know you thought you can wait. Well, the thing I is, knew you'd never wait because it's fucking spoilers, it's, isn't it? It's spoilers, right? The spoilers everywhere. And it's kind of like that thing where, I look at, you know, Christmas falls on a really weird day. Yeah. And I don't think I can I can find a time to go because Natalie's away. My wife's away. Yeah. Uh, wife's away from Sundays because we're... Yes. <laughs> so I've got, got a bottle of wine, the Xbox is set off. I might treat myself to a shit film, you know what I mean? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, so uh, Star Wars uh, this Friday, very much looking forward to it. Um, I might go and see Knives Out on Sunday. I might do that. There's some good films out over Christmas because it's a longer, it's a weird period, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we was over there last night and took my daughter bowling. I didn't go bowling, it was a brand new thing. But the timing just didn't work to go to the cinema because you know there's a couple of showings on Wednesdays and stuff like that. And um, and I thought, oh, we can't, we can't do it. So we went to Marks and Spencer's Food Hall and spent 149 pounds <laughs> on what on slacks, which wouldn't be so bad. But I'm not even having a pie. <laughs> it was just, it was just, just there, Cal. Oh my god! Did you buy some mini burgers? I did buy bought mini burgers. You can have mini burgers. Uh, Loads of steam buns. Three bottles of white wine. And I also, I'm going to try that. You know, you get that Malbec in a bag. It's almost like a class to me. <laughs> I was watching Sounds coming back in. It's got not. It's not in fear, is it? I was watching no, no, Smink no. on Jimmy's. Bloody bad, mm. I think. And I was talking about that box wine saying, uh, no, it's yeah. only in Britain we looked down. It said in Europe and that, it's normal. Yeah, there's no oxidisation. So no, perfect. it said the bottle costs loads of money, you mm. save money, and you get more of it. You do, you get three litres. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Anyway, so yeah, Christmas TV is uh, rubbish. Sorry, my phone's just gone off, and I know we're going to get beep beeps on that. Um, Christmas TV is absolutely rubbish. I, I don't even look anymore. No. So I mean, what's, what's the perfect thing to do? Why, I mean, TV's rubbish? Is watch the uncut. <laughs> yes. 
Indiana Jones could just tell me something alien for me later. Yeah, so we are covering... Raiders of the Lost Ark. Note, we say Raiders of the Lost Ark, not Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. That came later. As all start, as all George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Kel, what do we do? We play one of the great orchestral scores. <laughs> John Williams there. Now, interesting fact. John Williams wrote two themes for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Steven Spielberg liked so, uh, both of them so much, he said, can you put them together? Bloody hell. So it's actually two bits of music. Obviously, yeah, yeah. he's really... You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Better, but it's called the Raiders March, that is. Oh. Uh, and uh, so it's all, all of them in each film is slightly different. Oh, so well, different I was thinking that. They say it's got to be. Straight away, I'm going to waffle on something else. Did you see that thing on um, was it on Thursday about uh, Star Wars? They're making the British making how Britain made Star Wars on BBC Four. No, what a bloody program! Really? I was going to assume you'd be watching that. You want to have a look? And it interviewed like the grip. When was that on? It was on. Uh, Can't be Thursday, mate, because Thursday's tomorrow. No, last Thursday. Oh, last Thursday. Uh, Are you sure? Or was it Monday? No, no, it was. What day on today? Uh, Wednesday like today Monday night it was on Monday BBC night 4 oh. there were a lot of people like the grip the continuity editor mm-hmm. and it was like yeah they had to show you uh, doing the score with the orchestra there they showed how they made the, they showed the bloke who invented the uh, lightsaber oh, yeah. where he got it from the shop he bought it well, from that's, that's a flash yeah he went to the shop it. he showed it really good programme oh. it was called How Britain Made the uh, Star Wars Ooh. 
Well, that's there you go. That's a nice yep. tie-in because, of course, mm-hmm. Rage of the Lost Ark mainly filmed at Elstree Studios. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. If one my, my number one thing about Star Wars is the same that people talk about is American film. Really, it's more a British film than anything. Well, I mean, it's obviously um, it's American des- American ideas, American design, but well, every- British design. Yeah, uh, we. But, I can't you know. believe how much we did. I think the British crew. I think the thing is, is that especially in the seventies uh, and eighties, is you know, there's no question about the fact that. Americans can produce the best storytellers. George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, just that little partnership. Chris Lloyd, are fabulous. I mean, what a fabulous creative team they are. But you can't get better than British workers. Well, everyone uses British, British, British grips and all that. You know, sort the earth until the unions get involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been on there all about the unions. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be finished there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Rage of the Lost Art was, of course, filmed uh, here in Elstree Studios. That's George Lucas uh, insisted on filming at Elstree, not Pinewood, because. Why is that? Uh, um, look at Charm because he thought oh. because Star Wars because bear in mind Star Wars was not meant to be a hit no, no one wanted to no one wanted it it's the reason why he, he went you know he made his money because he said I'll have a percentage yeah. so did Alec Guinness should we point out mm-hmm. um, but and because all the big studios so he went to Elstree and because it was such a success and he worked really well there and they got massive studios out at, at, at Elstree uh, he insisted that they, they filmed it there Oh, right. so, and it is a cracking studio, Elsie Studios. It's really is. What did I make there now? What, what's the. EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Where are the bombs done? Pinewood. Pinewood. Yeah. Because, uh, fun fact, fun fact, Elsie Studios. Uh, am I going that right now? Maybe. Off with his own pet, you know, where they filmed all the thing there. Of course, that's the EastEnders back lot okay, where they right. filmed that. So, you know, there's not a lot going on. I mean, it probably is. I yeah, know. yeah. You might be not down. Yeah. I haven't, read, I haven't read that fact. Have no, you? no, that so, idea. Anyway, it uh, was released uh, in England first. Should we, should we point it out? Uh, but it came out generally on June twelfth, nineteen eighty-one, and it's one hundred fifty minutes running time. It had a budget of eighty million. Now Spielberg and um, Lucas, 80, 80. 80, 80 million. They, their goal was twenty million, right? But they decided um, to because no studio would want it. Again, no, you think that's. I always think that's weird. No studio would want a film from George Lucas, who at this point has done not only Star Wars but Empire. Yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg, <laughs> who's got a massive yeah. hit with Jaws, he invented the blockbuster. Yeah, invented the blockbuster. I go, um, I'm not too sure about you two boys. I mean, what do you have to do? So luckily, Paramount came along and took up the reins. Good choice from them. Um, but they, 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 the reason why they had it was because it was twenty million. So Lucas and Spielberg sat down with each other and said, right, how can we make this work? Well, the idea of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Ark is basically saturday matinee movie, the old 1930s films that were in America. Yeah, well, that's when we were kids. Well, we used to have on BBC Two. Yeah, they don't do it anymore. We used to grow up with that. Now, that style of filmmaker was black and white filmmaking. It was basically, you, you film, you shoot, maybe another take, end. They didn't do no more than four takes on each yeah. one of these. Oh, and that's right. why it's got that quick pace, that slightly rough pace to it, and that action-adventure pace to it. See, what I was going to say to you is, my God, one thing you know the modern films is it's rough around the edges. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the continuity is all over the place, isn't it? There's a lot of hat continuity going on. Uh, no, it's the beginning bit, right, as we'll talk about. We're like, he's running away, and he's that far away. And then he then they goes back to the boat, and he's like... Oh, so, so basically, so, it's, it's like one's five the Holy Grail. Ding, 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 Do you know ding, what I was going to say? <laughs> You know, it's like a, it's like when really, it's like that bit. It's like the bit where he's down the pit at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then he gets out. He's still halfway up. It's like, ah, don't worry, just move yeah. on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter. It's not like we were saying about Die Hard, isn't it? About the yeah. whole thing about the van. It, it, it doesn't matter. If you're going to go back and look to, you know, you know, 
two hours ago that well, I mean, there's no value in the back of there how does it work you don't worry about it yeah because we and talk I, about that amazing program oh yeah yeah we'll talk about that in a bit yeah. um, now the thing is as well is that what I like about this film is the fact that it's a classic action adventure there's, there's no kind of like in the about it, it is exactly what it says on the tin. It's based yeah. on the old 1930s, 1940s films. There's seriously a Humphrey Bogart influence on there. There's the old cigarette card influence, and there's old comic book influence yeah. on this. It really is. Now, 18 million, they actually made um, 389.9 million. So that's not bad going, is it? I don't think films can make that amount of money anymore because oh, I don't know, the Avengers make nearly much. Oh, I suppose, no, because that costs loads to make it, but yeah. I bet your Joker ain't far off that, because that's made so much money, hasn't it, for oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. 60 million. And it's not even on home release yet, either, so imagine how that And is. if you're just going to be in the next 20 minutes, isn't it? What, on a DVD? Yeah. So I'm not going to cinema again. I refuse to do that. I am not no, no, going, no, no. I'm not, I'm it's not, not going that's, that's, that's Marvel in it, that. Yeah, no, yeah. honest. They said the film, there's 20 minutes extra stuff that they're going to put into this. Well, this was like Raiders Lost Art. There was so much more filmed on this that we now had to edit it. Yeah. You know I mean? like, like all good films, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now, obviously, it's directed by Spielberg, produced by Frank Marshall, screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan, of course, very influential, a story by George Lucas and... Um, Philip Kaufman it stars Harrison Ford Karen Allen Paul Freeman Ronald Lacey John Reese davies and Denham now do you know in the scale of it did he, did he write this film after he did uh, in his head do you no, know he that wrote it before Star Wars before Star Wars and uh, it was going to be made with uh, The Brain's Gone Dead who was it going to be directed by anyway the reason why it wasn't directed by that person was because they went to go and film The Outlaw Josie Wales with Clint Eastwood Brilliant. Right. so he put it on he shelved it and then he did Star Wars. Yeah. So it's a bit like Tarantino with True Romance, really, isn't it? That yeah, Romance was before yeah. Reservoir. Yeah. That's I mean, what he always wanted. And the difference, isn't it, as well, at that time it was called Indiana Smith. Okay? Yeah. And it was more kind of like um, action-y adventure, but with really strange kind of like, you know, poltergeist. Things Not like so funny. Going. Not so funny. It was like, you know, proper kind of thing. It wasn't until Spielberg came along. Because what they used to do... Um, they had an agreement Spielberg and Lucas that every time they'd make a film mm-hmm. they'd go away mm-hmm. they didn't want to be anywhere near where it was you know the tabloids were going to be and yeah. they'd just wait and see what guys came in and they did that with Star Wars and uh, Lucas pitched Indiana Jones actually no Spielberg turned around and, and, and uh, they had a conversation on the beach and Lucas turned around and said what do you want to do next and he goes I'd love to do a Bond film that's what Spielberg said. Still wants to do a Bond film, should point out. Why they don't give it in? Oh, I don't know. I don't Is know. it because he wants too much power? Would it be because of power? I don't. Th- I think it's. I think the truth. I think he would have been great. Because Spielberg went in and did the uh, Stanley Kubrick's. Mm. Did know you? There was someone who wanted who had all the power. In. So he's. I think he's willing to work. I think he is. I just think that now Bond is a lot grittier and a little bit darker. It might be a I, bit. I don't think you can't say that. Can you really? When you've got the likes of like Schindler's List and stuff, you can't really get much. No, but I know what you mean. He has a lighter touch, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have a lighter touch. But they're going to say he has proved himself as a filmmaker. Anyway, Lucas turned around and said, I can better that. He goes, I've got this idea. And he, he pitched him the idea. And he says, I love it, but I don't like his name. And he goes, oh, okay, I better call Indiana Jones. Because obviously Indiana was named after his dog. Yeah, which yeah. is true. He was named after George Lucas's dog, who was also the influence for Chewbacca. Bloody hell. It links quite a lot to, to Star Wars. You can see what's going on, bloody hell. What's the biggest link to Star Wars in this film? To Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Uh, Any idea? No. In one of the scenes where they got the arc, if you zoom in, you can see that they've etched R2-D2 and 3PO. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, there was a couple of people who was um, going to play Indiana Jones because... 
George Lucas didn't want Harrison Ford, not because he didn't think he could do it, he didn't want Harrison Ford to be his Robert De Niro, like Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, who's the go-to? Because he'd already been in um, Apocalypse, not Apocalypse, no, he'd already been in um, uh, American Graffiti. Graffiti, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah, already yeah. been in, of course, Star Wars twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he thinks, I can't have Harrison Ford again. So... Apart from the obvious one. Apart from the obvious which we'll come to, there was Tim Matheson, Peter Coyote, John Shee, and of course, Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. And um, a couple of those are actually on the bonus disc. Um, now, Tom Selleck uh, auditioned against Sean Young, right? and both of them were really good. And I like also, Sean Young. I like really good. Great chemistry between them, really good character. And when you see it, Selleck's got, got that kind of wisecracky kind of way about him as well, and I think it really would have worked. It would have had to have shaved that moustache off, mind you. No moustaches in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the Hitler about it. <laughs> but, of course, he was contracted to do Magnum, Magnum PI. wasn't let out of his contract. A bit like Rosie Dawson with uh, Stars. Yeah. Weren't yeah, it? Exactly, it should have been Rosie exactly. Dawson. And the same with Pierce Brosnan in Remington Steel. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. As it turned out, obviously, Sally made a shitload of money and did, did really well in it. The other one, the thing is, is that the guy who refused to do it, well, it's Steven Spielberg's best mate. Best mate. Bloody, <laughs> so uh, went, nah. No, but I think Tom nah. Selleck might have had a better cinema career if he were Because he was he not cinematic so much, was he? he? No, he did that one with the little robots. <laughs> and he the, whatever that was called, do you remember that? Oh, bloody hell, yeah. What was that? I love that film. Yeah. Like the cop and he had little, in, the, in the building site. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, so Harrison Ford. Uh, have we talked about Harrison Ford? He's called Runaway. Runaway. He's well done. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go, um, yeah. Have we talked about Harrison Ford before? I don't think we have. Uh, so yeah. he was born. 30th of July 1942 so he's 77 now this is the thing we do have another Indiana Jones film coming What's got, next year but what is the crack with it is he going to be in it or is he going to be in passing over the well no because I, I, that was with Shia LaBeouf that was going to be that wasn't yeah, it that film was so bad yeah, yeah, that, you know I've never seen it well, I still haven't seen it since I went and saw it I've seen it three times now right and I saw it at the cinema came out you're almost crying <laughs> monkey swinging monkey <laughs> No, it's worth that. It was the fucking laughing gerbil when the fridge comes down. <laughs> yeah, he was true. like, this isn't Caddyshack. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It's not Caddyshack, man. But the good thing about that, and I'll talk about the hats in a minute. The hats are very, but you know what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's born in Chicago, Illinois. Now, he's been acting since 1966, right? And so he's a very prolific actor. I don't think you can get anybody... I think he's really funny. He's a, he's a funny bloke. He's a, he really His humour is so dry. It's almost because of course that he doesn't give a shit. But he, but he's that's where his humour comes from. No, I tell you what, Isaac. You ever saw that interview when he was doing, um, when he's doing Blade Runner? Yeah. The interview with Alistair Hammond. Oh my god, that's brilliant. And he's cracking up. Oh yeah. You yeah. can see he's, what he don't like. I think he's like sycophants and yeah. people being overly smarmy with him. But if he's just having a laugh with him, he's having a right laugh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you see that quite. It's like on that thing where. Um, he took someone to around and says, you know, who, who do you think would play Indiana Jones after? And he, go, and he goes, let me get this clear. And he goes, no one is playing Indiana yeah. Jones. I'm yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones. And it is. I, I mean, I know there was that mocked up picture of Chris Pratt, wasn't there? Of, uh, and and he looked pretty good. He's the same kind of ilk of actor, isn't he? Yeah. But, but uh, um, you could have someone taking on the legacy of... Yeah, but there's no legacy. Is it? He's an archaeologist. No, it's not a legacy. No, he's, at the end of the day, he's an archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, he's also. But yeah, suppose you could have had kids or something, couldn't you? Yeah, but you don't want that. Yeah, it's not going to work. What is he going to take his dad's hat and go out? You know, but you got to think that. But at this point now, well, it was the fifties with Shia LaBeouf. That was two thousand and seven. So we're eleven years on now. So we're in the late sixties here. Yeah, coming up towards Vietnam. It wouldn't be the same, would it? So, you know, he could still get away with wearing a fedora, but where they're going to sit? They could sit in Vietnam. 
Could they find some kind of artifact in the, in, during the Vietnam War? But he'd be too old well, as well, though, wouldn't he? Indy, he'd be too well, old. Well, he's 70. He wouldn't be a professor. No, so no. And that's when it gets weird. Yeah, so he's going to have to be brought out for some reason, you know. Yeah, like someone's been kidnapped or... Mm. Maybe Marion has or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a younger bloke who needs his... Yeah. So a bit like the way that Sean Connery was. Or maybe, That kind of thing yeah, where yeah. you can have him as the older. Yeah. Or maybe how the new Ghostbusters film's going to be. Because I don't know that... You know, I haven't watched the trailer yet because I don't want to get my hopes up. No, I'd watch the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't see them in it, but you see all the four uniforms. So how are they going to do that, you think? Do you... Uh, I don't know. We can't talk about that now, can we? We're talking about it. Oh, well, you know what I think? <laughs> Sorry, Waffles. Quickly. I think what it is... Well, I think it's Egon is their grandfather who lives in the house, right? Because it's all they got loads of, like, yeah, moldy yeah. kind of stuff there. He's got all the uniforms there and the cars there. Mm. And I think... You own, now it says that the, the the old team are in it, but you do see a clip of them on the TV back in 1984. Is uh, that what it is, or is it the thing where? Because I can't imagine running around because they're quite they are quite old. What, what, they are quite old. Old. Also, the, old. The young people in it are kids. It's the guy out of uh, Stranger Things uh, and stuff like the one with curly hair. Yeah, passing it over the baton. So but they're too young to be Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Who knows? We do. But hey, you got Jason Whiteman. Of course, Ivan Whiteman's yeah, yeah, yeah. son. It's going to be in good hands. Again. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame the, the, the last Ghostbusters film didn't work, because I thought it was a great film, actually. I really enjoyed it. But all they had to do was well, just no, link yeah. it to the original. Nobody would have had a problem. No, don't. But yeah. they fucked it around. But still. Yeah, anyway, anyway um, Karen Allen, wonderful Karen Allen, uh, as Marion Ravenwood. Um, there's a nice link here, of course, obviously, to Marion, to uh, Abner Ravenwood in uh, the Crystal School. Karen Allen came to the eye through Animal House. I forget she's in that. That's she's in my house. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, born October 5th, 1951, so she's 68 at the moment in uh, in Illinois as well. Um, Paul Freeman, English actor, as uh, Dr. Lene Belloc. Of course he'd be an English person. Of course person. he'd be an English person. Um, born 18th of January, 1943, so he's six, 76, so they're all like roughly around about the same age. He's really um, good, isn't he? Though? He's really good. He was really good in The Long Good Friday, of course. We talked about him in, in that film. I love the way, as well, there's history between Indiana Jones and, and, uh, and Balak. And you hear that at the very beginning of the film where he turns around and says, and once again, Dr. Jones, I take what is yours, is yeah, not yeah. mine. And I love that because you don't know what's happened in the past. No, no, no. And you never do find out what's no, happened. No. And so, it is true. There's that bit, which I know it's a corny bit, like the... Me and you are the same, which is like in all films. But yeah. that bit's really good because it says to me, that's true, isn't it? You're both fallen from the path yeah. of the archaeology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the Nick the Steel, isn't it? That's the thing, yeah. Indy Jones is a thief. Well, like, he's going to put it in a museum. It belongs in a museum. And they're, he's not, they're not the way we took things from all around the world. Oh, like, in our museums. Yeah. In our museum. <laughs> like the Algon Marbles and that. Like, start with a stick. There's only people. There's only like a civilization in there for 6,000 years. But it's like Hong Kong. So that's the thing with that, isn't it? He is a lot like him. And he's violent. It's just as well. What's nice about it is the fact that um, Belloc has obviously got money, as Jones he doesn't. No, yeah. So he's sort of like the, the rough end of it. And he's always been bettered by Belloc. That's the key for this film. Well, do, you know that always do you know that theory about Indiana Jones' film? That mm. if you took Indiana Jones out of this film, all the film would still happen? 
Oh, but yeah, probably would There's be. a theory about it saying it's going to be a, a character has no influence on the story. Yeah. Could they still do it? Yeah. They still open the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? They still do it. And it's like, you think about that's a really interesting hero. Probably Raiders. I wouldn't it's... say so much in Temple of Doom. No, no, I think later on the chat, but you think yeah. about that. There ain't many things where the hero doesn't win because yeah. he don't win. No, no. He never wins. I'd say he's better all the way up through this film. But that's what I think works about this film is yeah. the fact that if you, you know, no one wants an, uh, you know, an, uh, an, uh, an inflappable hero. People like to see flaws in I people. I think it's always the problem what the bad with Superman, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's too powerful. He's too yeah. powerful. And the one that we like the most is the one where he loses his power. Yeah, yeah. Just the one that Which we is like. A, is a, a yeah, the film. best one, in it? Anyway, yeah. Uh, Ronald Lacey, uh, he was born 26 September 1935, sadly passed away 15th of May 1991. Now, um, Ronald Lacey always plays fairly dodgy, evil-looking characters, yet... As usual, one of the most loveliest blokes in the world, apparently. Oh, right. Absolute star. Gave up acting at this point as well wow. because he just wasn't getting the roles that he wanted. He just weren't getting anywhere. He just couldn't get it out. We know him from in Porridge, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Porridge. Um, and he'd give up and he'd become an agent. Yeah, yeah. And this was like his agent was like, oh, you know, you've got to play this. And he nailed it so much. Because let's face it, it's a horrible piece of work. And that scene which he takes um, the, the, um, the coat hanger. He's so menacing. That was actually uh, previously used um, from now. I can't remember who it wasn't. Oh, was like it yeah. it was Steven Spielberg, I think, who did a film with Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee did exactly the same, but it didn't work for uh, some reason. But it worked with Ronald Reagan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he does. But know. I think this is the thing with this film. I think every time it's going a bit darker and mm. a bit more violent, the little, little joke in there just gives it that little just lift, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Because it could be a dark film. If you took out the. You really don't. Oh, it's a surprise. Especially at the beginning. And I forgot, it's Alfred Molina. It is Alfred Molina. I didn't yeah, even, yeah. the first time I noticed that, I thought, yeah, yeah this was a time where you could brand it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to marry that now, because a lot of the actors who are the, like the uh, ethnic people are all like white actors, white you remember, actors. white and Slightly like. tanned, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Reese davies uh, a lot of uh, our listeners will probably know him from being in Lord of the Rings, of course. Yes. Uh, born uh, 5th of May 1944, uh, he's now age 75. Hasn't done himself much favours. Lately, John Reese Davies. Apparently, oh, no. he uh, he was uh, had to go at a woman for uh, really nastily as well. Apparently, he called a stupid woman as well. He's got that kind um, of presence about him. Now he probably thinks he's superior to most people. I think he? he has a bit of the a bit of the. Well, the Brian Blessy's not so much like that, is no, he? No, no, no. He's got that arrogant tone. Yeah, to him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Denham Elliott, of course, plays Marcus Brody in this. I should say that um, John Reese Davies plays Salah. Yeah. Um, and Denham Elliott was born. yeah, and a tower I've noticed. Like, he, Dead now, isn't Denham Elliott? Oh yeah, he passed um, away in 19... I thought as well, what I know, is his character's a lot more serious than he is in this one. He's quite... He's effective, he's a clever man, but in the other ones, he's a lot more of a comic... comic he's not in the second one. In the third one, isn't it? In the third he's one, He's a lot more of a comedy character in that, because yeah. in that first Come one... Come on, Indy! I yeah. know the way! Yeah. <laughs> in the first one, he's not. He's no. studious, he's like a doctor, isn't he? Well, what is, well he's a principal, isn't he? And yeah. I, I think what's really good about that is when... Well, well, we'll talk about that when we get into the film, but you're right, and he's a wonderful actor. I, it's funny, I just thought, I, I only noticed it watching it this time. Oh, yeah, he's not the maidest character, quite comedic, when mm. he wasn't in that one. Well, he, he was born on 31st of May 1922, passed away October 1992. He was 70 years old when he passed away then, so he was packing on a bit, you know. There you go. So, um, so let's go, let's go um, for the film. So, what, probably one. Well, this was probably the film that started off this kind of slightly cliche thing now of starting it up with an image over something. So it starts off with a Paramount Mountain. I mean, that must have took ages to find that location. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. But like the good and the bad and the ugly, what a wonderful shot. Have you just seen the silhouette? And that's what it's all about. This costume, we'll talk about costume now. This costume is one of the most 
you know, iconic costumes in cinema history. And was it, do you know, because you must know about this shit. I do know about it. Was it, was it on purpose or was it a happy accident where some of the best things are? No, it was on purpose. The conceptual designs that uh, Lucas had done always had uh, Indiana Jones with a leather jacket and a fedora. Right, because it was based on Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So that's where the fedora comes from. Uh, the obviously the, the trousers and the shirt are like uh, well, called adventure bait shirts. Right, the whip. Um, See the whip. It's a weird thing. Whip, again, was in the conceptual. That's art. a really unusual thing to have yeah. a whip in a thing because you don't see whips. No. Apart no. from that. Yeah. And it's like, it's a strange thing to have on your side when you've got a horse. But it all comes from the 1940s, all yeah. these comic books. Again, like with horses. And yeah. a lot of the conceptual art, he did have a horse. So, the leather jackets were all brand new leather jackets made to look rough. Yeah. And the hat, so the hat, there's a website called indiegear.com. Yeah. Okay? It's a wonderful website. I can spend hours on there. It's really well kind of documented. Yeah. It's been going for nearly 10 years now. Might even be 10 years. And this is where I found my hat. Now, yeah, yeah. the original hat was made by Herbert Johnson in London, okay, by a man called Swales. For some reason, they got rid of the block, so that's the reason why you, you, the Temple of Doom hat is different. Uh, All the hats are different in each film. Uh, okay, so if you look close, you can tell. The Raiders hat has a tall crown and a, 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 a brim and all this kind of stuff. Now, Look at indiegear.com. You'll get all the information that you want on there. Um, but they thought they could... They didn't think any of the hats were still around. Well, they thought they'd be in the George Lucas archives. Someone actually had something they'd have on it. Turned out, they actually had the hero hat. Black oh, oh. Black remember that. The Temple of Doom hat is smaller because it got to the box. So it's actually a smaller hat. It's not a very good-looking hat. When you watch Temple of Doom, you compare it to not as nice hat. Crusade got back to it. Now, the Crystal School hat was made by Steve Delk. And that's the hat I bought. He made my hat. Uh-huh. So he made Hamza's Ford hat and he made my hat. Yeah. That's why I've never, you know, it sits, it sits it's, on the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. But what makes that the, that costume so good is the silhouette. It, and they use the silhouette an awful lot. They use it in the opening bit. They use it when he walks into Ma- uh, Ravenwood's bar. Yeah. When you see him against yeah. the silhouette against the wall. And of course, that iconic scene in Egypt, actually Tunisia, um, where you see him in the sun. Yeah, you know, and and any time you see that, you think Indiana Jones. Yeah, cracking oh. marketing, marketing. Yeah, skills. oh yeah, really. Oh, so what do you think about the whole opening shot and then going into the cave and that? I, I I forgot how long that scene is. Yeah, in my head, it's like oh yeah, it's just a bit when he's running out, he lift puts the bag on, he runs away, but it's not. There's that whole bit before it which yeah. I forgot. That's what's in Alpha Melina. Alpha Melina. I didn't even notice that before, <laughs> and it's it's not it's. I like the way it's brooding to him, isn't mm. it? It's the it's with the minor characters for a bit, yeah. and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the way he turns round and whips the thing, yeah. I like that. And that's a great introduction to his yeah. face. Whips the gun out. It's like all American hero. Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Well, there's a bit of a continuity flaw. Well, right, no, no, there's loads of continuity flaws no. in this film. He starts off, they're walking along, and the you got the you got Alfie Molina character, and you remember that, and he takes a like a spike, doesn't he, out the tree, a, a blow dart. Yeah. He tastes it, and he goes, hmm, he goes. Three days. They're catching up with us. They're catching up with us. How come that's already there? Yeah, that's true. That means they've already been. And also, if he's poison, why on earth will he be the fucking poison in exactly, his ass? Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's a bit like the police thing, isn't it? Dabby dab. Mm, that's coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, You'll be addicted if you keep doing that, my <laughs> yeah, friend. Yeah, the yeah. spider scene, do you like that that bit where there's like spiders all over them? Like Indy just knocks it off, but Alfie Molina is yeah, like, like that's why they run to bed then. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's petrified of that. Would you like to know some interesting facts about that? Come on, all right. All the spiders transfers, all the spiders on there, right? When they originally put them on, they didn't move. <laughs> they won't move. The only time they'll move is when you put a female in. 
Oh. They put the female in, and that's when it all starts quite typical, all over. typical men, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a woman. <laughs> no, they, obviously, Indy then goes on. He, he's trying to get this golden artifact. Now, in the making of documentary, when you look at it, right, for some unknown reason, it's remote control that got that got. Now, I don't know why, because you see them, they take the back off it, and it's got like eyeballs in it and all this kind of stuff. And they're using remote control, but you don't see anything move. No, no. So, whether no. that was an abandoned. Um, scene I'm not too sure but I love the whole kind of the build up the tensing where he's trying to weigh up the gold to the sandbag and you get Alvin Molina doing the thing with his fingers and all this kind of stuff mm. and the way they've took all their time to get there yeah, yeah. and then when he starts to get pear shape he just legs it he just legs it yeah. and all the spikes are going on yeah, 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 and they do the thing where he goes pass with the whip I'll pass with the thing and he does a runner now that's the bit that's cut when as he comes on you see that it's Alvin Molina on them spikes that's the bit that's always cut. Is it? Yeah, it's always it's cut. So, fill that because I didn't recognise it. Because I could have, I haven't obviously seen it. But I mean, watched the TV version because mm. I haven't got it. And I thought I didn't recognise that bit. Yeah. So the whole bit, we're going to, oh, it's got a grim in it. It's quite, yeah, it is really it's grim. quite violent. It is really grim. And the whole boulder scene, uh, which was made out of fiberglass, um, Spielberg loved that. So and that was all done inside Elstree Studios. That, that, and, the whole, and he got him to make it 50 metres bigger because he just loved it so much. Well, yeah, yeah. And so they made it 50 metres bigger. And I, I think it's again, it's another, it's another iconic uh, thing, isn't it? Well, how many songs have been parodied? Oh God! Like that, this is the thing that you think this film has been parodied so much away from mainly by The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what I was up. Look at how much of this film is in culture. Mm. People know that scene. Who yeah. even saw the film? Yeah. Now, once of course he loses the the object to Belloc, and he's like, oh God. Yeah, again, not very good. He yeah. loses his ear. He does a runner, and as you say, the thing that you know, did you notice? Well, he's like legging it. He goes, get start the plane. Yeah. And it, I'm the people are about fishing. <laughs> he's like about the right a metre behind him. Yeah. Then he goes to him, throws, he looks back, and he's fucking miles about. Yeah, yeah. And he's not the quickest to run as Harrison no, no, Ford. He's, like he's got a very unusual running stop. I, like like, yeah. I wouldn't like Harrison Ford. He's a like, slightly fat, overweight man. He looks like he looks <laughs> a lot of effort to do that, really. He's got a really unusual running style, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also when he jumps it, that's a tail of the swing as well. When he swings on the vine, yeah, yeah. thank God they didn't do what they did in Crystal School where they had the. And when he falls in now, right, I've jumped in the lake with my hat on. Yeah, Not my yeah, hat, my yeah. other hat on. That floats off. How does it stay on his head? Yeah, that's true. We ain't got a string on that, so. No, you ain't got a string on. Yeah, he gets yeah. in the plane, and that's when you get the thing of snakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate snakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that is beautiful, and the whole opening of that. It's just a brilliant great. little. It's like a mini film at the beginning, isn't it? It's, it's like, an, it's like, yeah, it's like the, yeah, yeah. The, the, his, uh, you know, pre feature. Yeah, this is what you're going to get from yeah. this hero, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's in the old side of it, it says the rest of the film where he's involved in it, mm. but it's not that great in it, really. He keeps no, losing no. things. Now, people. <laughs> well, yeah. now he gets to the um, to the university. Yeah, with all the college, with all the girls looking. All the girls who do. But things. also, one thing I never noticed it. It's the kid who walks past and puts the apple on his desk, isn't it? No, I was going to say that. Too. Yeah, I never. A, what a point, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, it's like when they're cutting apple polishers, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. like everyone's to be in his good books. All the girls are like all cooning at the yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. and he's really uncomfortable. The way she's got love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's an interesting. You wouldn't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 right. Now here's something for you. You know when Brody goes to his house, right, and he's packing his suitcase. What's he wearing? Oh, right. He's in his dressing gown. Yeah. There's a reason why he's in his dressing gown. Is it? There's a lady in the room, right? But that was cut out because uh, uh, Brody's in normal clothes. Yeah, it's Indy isn't. Right? Is it because he apparently was like thing? Now I'm not saying it was a student because that would be unethical, right? But 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 they cut it because. 
they didn't. They decided they didn't want him to be like James Bond. They didn't want him to be a bit of a womanizer. Yeah, because yeah, one thing I was going to another thing I was going to say to you is you can see that overlap. Yeah, everything's from Bond, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The male hero is yeah. Bond, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. is a different version of that. Well, this is the reason why Karen Allen didn't want her character. And if you think about it, Marion Ravenwood, is a feisty character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come to that. Later. Now, in the college, of course, they get introduced to the two guys. Um, we've got a clip about that, so we'll play that now. What you? Army intelligence. They knew you were coming before I did. Seem to know everything. Couldn't tell me what they want. What do I want to see them for? What am I, in trouble? Yeah, Dr. Jones, we've heard a great deal about you. Have you? Professor of archaeology, expert on the occult, and uh, how does one say it? Obtainer of rare antiquities. Saying it. Why don't you sit down? You'll be more comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're a man of many talents. Now, you studied mm-hmm. under Professor Ravenwood at the University of Chicago. Yes, I did. You have no idea of his present whereabouts? Uh, well, just rumors, really. Somewhere in Asia, I think. I haven't really spoken to him for ten years. We were friends, but, uh, had a bit of a falling out, I'm afraid. Hmm. Dr. Jones, now you... You must understand that this is all strictly confidential, eh? I understand. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon, our European sections intercepted a, a German communique that was sent from Cairo to Berlin. Now, you see, Ky- over the last two now, years, the Nazis have had teams of archaeologists running around the world looking for all kinds of religious artifacts. Hitler's a nut on the subject. He's crazy. He's obsessed with the occult. And right now, apparently, there's some kind of German archaeological dig going on in the desert outside of Cairo. Now, we've got some information here, but we can't make anything out of it, and maybe you can. Tannis development proceeding. A choir headpiece, staff of Ra, Abner Ravenwood, U.S. Nazis have discovered Tannis. Just what does that mean to you, uh, Tannis? Well, well, the city of Tannis is one of the possible resting places of the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark? Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant, the chest the Hebrews used to carry around the Ten Commandments. What do you mean, what do you mean, ten mean ten commandments? You're talking about the Ten Commandments? Yes, the actual Ten Commandments, the original stone tablets that Moses brought down out of Mount Harab and smashed, if you believe in that sort of thing. Any of you guys ever go to Sunday school? Well, I... Oh, well, look. The Hebrews took the broken pieces and put them in the Ark, and when they settled in Canaan, they put the Ark in a place called the Temple of Solomon in Jerusalem, where it stayed for many years until all of a sudden, whoosh, is gone. Where? Well, nobody knows where or when. However, an Egyptian pharaoh... Shishan. Yes, invaded the city of Jerusalem around about 980 B.C., and he may have taken the Ark back to the city of Tanis and hidden it in a secret chamber called the Well of Souls. Secret chamber. However, about a year after the pharaoh had returned to Egypt, the city of Tanis was consumed by the desert in a sandstorm which lasted a whole year, wiped clean by the wrath of God. Uh, Obviously, we've come to the right man. Now, you seem to know uh, all about this, Tanis. No, no, not really. Ravenwood is the real expert. Abner did the first serious work on Tanis. He collected some of its relics was his obsession, really. But he never found the city. Frankly, we're somewhat suspicious of Mr. Ravenwood, uh, American being mentioned so prominently in a secret Nazi cable. Oh, rubbish. Ravenwood's no Nazi. Well, what did the Nazis want him for, then? 
Well, obviously, the Nazis are looking for the headpiece to the Staff of Ra, and they think Abner's got it. What exactly is a headpiece to the Staff of Ra? Well, the staff is just a stick, I don't know, about this big. Nobody really knows for sure how high it is. It's, uh, it's capped with an elaborate headpiece in the shape of the sun, with a crystal in the center. And what you did was you take the staff to a special room in Tadmus, a map room with a miniature of the city all laid out on the floor. And if you put the staff in a certain place at a certain time of day, the sun shone through here and made a beam that came down on the floor here and gave you the exact location of the Well of the Souls. Where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, right? Which is exactly what the Nazis are looking for. Now, what does this Ark look like? There's a picture of it right here. That's just what the Hebrews thought. Uh, now what's that supposed to be coming out of there? Lightning. Fire. Power of God or something. You have to understand Hitler's interest in this. Oh, yes. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. Do you recognise one of the guys? Another Star Wars alien canis. He's a fat bloke. Porkins. I'm too fat! Yeah. <laughs> I'm too fat! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that every time. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, Scott Johnson, that is actually yeah, yeah. from his podcast. So they talk about the Ark of the Common and obviously he's gonna he's gonna do it. And but the wonderful directing by against Spielberg directing, the way that Jones and Brody look at each other and they both know they're like, he knows where the Ark is. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. that that little which goes to show again that Brody's not just an administrator. No. He knows his history. He's part of that. Now, he's older than Jones. So, did he work with his... Because he's never a lab writer. No, did no. he work with Henry Jones? Yeah. It's a good point. And, like and then after this film, the character's sort of made more comedic. And yeah. I would have liked to have him been a bit more... But that's the late 80s. And again, like we've, like we've talked about before, there's something that happened... Like the thing that happened with Bond. There's something that happened about the late 80s. Where in Temple of Doom was a little bit like that. Oh. You know. But we'll talk about Temple of Doom briefly after that. So he packs his stuff up. Obviously, he's, he's where, you know, he gets in the, in the boat. He's wearing a grey fedora. Uh-huh. If you notice that, it's exactly uh-huh. the same hat. Yeah. But, but grey. Yeah. Um, and then he, he heads over to... Maybe uh, something that don't do films anymore. Is having a red line moving across a map. Well, that I was, like it, I do. That was done for budget reasons. Yeah. I, I, like, I like it because he managed to get a lot of places... Like later on with the bit on the boat, he's like, he's on there all that time, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, put it out, but I'm not here for two days. No one noticed. <laughs> no. There's someone up there. Yeah. What about you getting a bit and drink? Right. Well, there's a thing in the, uh, in Temple of Doom, you know, he gets on the on the plane in Temple of Doom. I think, I think the, pl- the plane actually in this one is Obi Wan as well, if you look, it's Obi Wan. Ah. On the, I'm sure, I'm sure in the second film, the person who closes the door is Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm not too sure. Yeah, about yeah, so anyway, we then get to meet Marion Ravenwood for the first time doing a drinking game. Yeah, but this is like, this is a strange bit as well, isn't it? Mm. How would they find that bloody place from where they're putting up, right? And why would she be like open a bar on the top of the top, top of Nepal? Yeah. What would you be doing that for? Is it in Nepal? Is Nepal, yeah. Nepal? Yeah, yeah. Why the hell would you be doing that? Oh, but why do America come up? I know, all the players can open a bar. I know, yeah. top of a mountain in Nepal. She really has gone out of her way to get away from yeah. people and that's an interesting thing because she talks about her husband who 
Indy knows. Yeah. And that story's not, is, I think there's more in that story that was undone. Now, does she talk about her husband or does she, is she talking about her father? Yeah, I don't know, because that's a weird thing, I because they'd done something to him, hadn't they? Well, it was Abner. Yeah, the John Hurt character. Well, they'd fallen out, hadn't they? Yeah. Over something. And I think that's briefly talked about in Last Crusade. Not Last Crusade, sorry. In uh, Crystal Skull. Well, so I haven't saw it, so I might yeah. have to watch it again. Yeah, he did, yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dying of a day. We don't, it's hard yeah. to talk about. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the fact that she holds her own in that scene. Of all them men in there, she's yeah. the stronger character. And she does... Drunk. Now, I'm a bit... I'm funny about drunk acting. I really am. I get quite annoyed by it. But her drunk acting out is perfect. The way that she does the follow-up with the eyes. Yeah. She's knocking the shots. I said, Knocker Kane was the best drunk actor I believe. Amazing, the playing drums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do it just right, couldn't he? Maybe because he's got yeah, sleepy yeah. eyes. Because I watched that acting thing. You ever saw him when he was shown to manage to be drunk? You've seen the Peter Sauer finished version? It's really weird. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Right. Type in onto uh, a YouTube, Peter Sauer Fenowich, right? Michael Caine acting. Type it in. He does that. Michael yeah, Caine I love that. But he's all about his sausage and he goes, he goes, no. He goes, this is what you do. You've got the camera, watch me. You've got the camera, you see the camera here, this is the camera here. And this is what I always used to do. I use a sausage. I get a sausage. <laughs> Not any of sausage, but I get a sausage. You see the sausage? That's it. And it's brilliant. Oh, right, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to look at I love that acting class. That, well, that Educated Vita. Oh, he's fabulous Because people do it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like us to do Educate Vita because not many people talk about that film. People say that on this podcast once, don't they? What's the same game? Someone on one of the reviewing shows goes, "It's just like a radio version of Educate Vita." I don't know who was saying who's who, but let's we don't need to go anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even say which one because neither for one of them's not really good. I don't know what to say. Oh, God, that's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. The, but this is now where we see the, the whole fight scene. Ronald Lacey comes in. Well, Indy leaves, doesn't he? And then Ronald Lacey walks in with his, his German kind of thing, and he's pretty menacing. It's a lot like hair flick, isn't it? As it well. is a bit like hair flick. We remember Nazis. It's kind of a bloody low and low, isn't it? Now, is there a reason no. why? Do you know? Uh, uh, why has he got. Uh, why has he shaved. Because he's clearly. The character has shaved his head. Yeah. It's not, it's not bald. No. You can see that now. Why has he done that? I don't know, but the, the, I can tell you one thing about all the German stuff in it. It's all wrong. Really? Wrong. Why? The aeroplane. Oh, well, no, the aeroplane is actually an American plane, yeah. isn't wrong. it? That's a wing, a wing, a wing RPG plane. RPG weren't invented to the 1960s. <laughs> Machine guns weren't done to 1938. <laughs> but that's just my nerd. Like you with your hat. Me, it's like weapons. <laughs> that's bloody wrong, party. Like you, yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. you got to have Star Wars got bloody machine guns, didn't they? <laughs> It's like, what's that? Oh, yeah, you watched the beginning of that Sunday. I said, oh, no, use a machine gun. They also lose a laser sword, which, in essence, you you turn the laser on, it keeps going to me. It's like, it's like, now, this is where the sound effects people have an absolute feel there. The punches, right? Have a guess what that is. Oh, it's because, is it done by the Foley people, that, or is it? Well, it's done in Britain. Yeah. And it's a cricket bat. And it could be a baseball bat or a cricket bat, just on a load of leather. But uh, I leather know. Bags. So that's why you get that meaty kind of thing, meaty thing. That's the, what I like with my. Fight. I love fight stuff. Yeah. I do. It's got a feel. It's got. I know it's never going to be a wrestling because when you hear a proper punch like that, it's a horrible thing to hear. It's more you of can, a thud. You can never hear it in a film. It no, put no, people no. off, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's got that. Heft. He's got that over the top thing where everything's all right. No, because his punches are ridiculous. Well, he's he's, he's a fan of throat. Harrison Ford. I, dread, I mean, if he ever punches somebody, yeah, because he does. He follows through he, the punch, which, through is, the, which is how you should punch. Yeah, but also he's got the Magoon. Yeah, he's got yeah. the Magoon way of punching, which is the 
The slight pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's still yeah, keeping yeah. his chin there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, Marion Ravenwood, yeah, yeah. when she punches, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. apparently Karen Allen did actually clip uh, Harrison a few oh, times like, for that. But that's a no, cracking You are right. There's a lot of those bits where people say, right, you're not, you've taught to punch. She's another familiar teacher to block. Yeah. No one's learned <laughs> no one's to block. Right. You're yeah. punch with their arms down at night. <laughs> Like yeah, the Pat Roach yeah. fight. No, one of you put your bloody hands up. Yeah. Come on. It's like put your bloody hands up. Pat Roach, Pat Roach. And they also see Indy's gun, um, which is of course a classic uh, uh, revolver. Yeah, uh, I love revolver. Uh, no, is it? I don't think it's a Smith and Western. It's not a Webley. Uh, could be a Webley. Could yeah. be a Webley Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that is the sound of a shotgun. Right? I not thought a pistol. That. That's why you get there. It's also echoed and got a lot of Anyway, but. Again, you can find a lot of that information out online. And if you really want to nerd out about Indiana Jones uh, listeners, just do it. And I'm serious. Also, there is a wonderful book um, called The Complete Indiana Jones. It's done by uh, Rieslow, I think. They also did the making of Star Wars, Empire and Jedi. It's a wonderful coffee table book. I I own it. It was about 40 quid. It cost about 40 quid. But it is nerd heaven. I mean, it is proper. I mean, I started reading it three nights ago to prep for this. And I, in the end, I had to stop because I was only four or five pages in because it's just so, so detailed. It really is. But worth worth getting hold of it. Where about we now? Oh, yeah. So shooting, bang, bang, like that. Ronald Lacey, his character going, p- tries to pick up the medallion. It's all about the medallion. But you don't know what that medallion is all about. Yeah, all we yeah. know is a piece that they've got to get hold of. And he burns his hand. He does that comedy thing by sticking it in the snow. And all yeah, 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 yeah. And I like the fact as well where she turns around and says, well, once again, Joan, do you know how to show a girl a good time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as her Barbie's yeah, yeah. But that's a really violent fight in that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what I forgot about. I, like I said, I thought that would be a 15 now. Mm. I, like I said, you can't believe that. Was it as a kid's film or was it just more like was it just seen as a family film because it's not really family friendly I think it is meant to be a family film but again things were different back then it was kind of like you, you know now we live in a and I hate to use the word but it's a cliche word but we do live in a snowflake culture yeah 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 and you know then you didn't think anything I mean I, I remember watching this film and I, me and my brother doing pretend fine throwing him over the bed as he was the bar I mean you got in that fight scene you've got the <coughs> the smash yeah. of the bottle, the yeah. whiskey coming down, yeah, you know, yeah. and all that kind of quick swig of the whiskey, the punching going yeah, on, yeah, yeah. the fire. Yeah, it's yeah. a hot set, that yeah. is, you know, and it's amazing. That's a brilliant scene, idea. that is. What happens after that then? Well, they bugger off then, don't they? Oh, yeah, they're going to read you then. Yeah, they do, but it's like, it's like, just the classic, they went there. It's like, how do you get there? Yeah. What? Got any money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what I like about this whole thing then is that they end up there, obviously, like, they're on the trial for the art, they meet up with Salah and all this kind of stuff. And Soon things start. The Germans are constantly on their tail because obviously they know that they've got what they think is right. So you don't quite know why. Yeah. It's all again to do with Belloc. Mm. The whole kidnap scene that you get on this where they're getting chased and Indy loses Marion. You know, obviously Salah is involved in this and he, he knows all that and they go talk about it. Um, it's not classic um, slapstick as well. This oh, thing, it really is with the, with, the, with the washing baskets and all this it's kind of It's a classic slapstick. It's got loads of slapstick like... I think a lot of these things were all bought up on uh, Three Stooges, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it was like Evil Dead. Mm. If that was the you know the biggest influence of Evil Dead. Well, I always think it was Three Stooges. Yeah. And I think they're all bought up in this. It's like this physical comedy and physical uh, you know missteps and mm. misadventures. You know, it's in, you think it's in that basket, but it's not. It's in that basket, and you hear the sound from another basket running yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I love stuff like that, and that's all gone now because that would all be CGI now. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've got that whole thing as well. And when when the truck gets blown up and Indy thinks that man has been killed, I love all that kind of stuff. But before then, of course, we have the classic swordman thing, don't we? 
Now, yeah. that, the stuntman who did that <clears throat> apparently spent six days learning the routine. Where was he from? Was he another British stuntman? He was another British stuntman. Vic Armstrong, sorry, Vic, Vic Armstrong yeah. is the, the main one who does look like Harrison Ford, you know, the spitting image of him at the time. Not so much now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six days that poor bloke spent yeah. doing it and then only for Harrison Ford at the last minute. So he didn't know? No, no. Oh, no, well, obviously they have talk about it and just to shoot. Now, I think it's a better scene because you would, you'd go, oh, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would you have a fight when you're going to go? Do you know the reason why that happened? No. Was it? Harrison Ford had dysentery at the time. Right? They all, all the cast members fell ill Doing apart from yeah. Spielberg. Oh, right. Spielberg ate spaghetti oops right, from England. He had it shipped over from England, just spaghetti o's and spaghetti oops yeah. and ate from a can, even cold, because he didn't want to fall ill. Macy's Tunisia... Not so much now. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time, you know, it's goat and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, John Reese Davis, there's a cut scene from this film in which a young soldier is to shoot uh, Salah. He's tied to a post. Right? He bends down, and as he bent down, he filled his pants. Oh, right. In one go, he said he didn't care. Bloody he was hell. so ill. Talking the same thing, they've ended these new toilets in America. If you see them, they're going to be in corporate offices where it's a toilet, and after five minutes, it's into a slope and slowly slide off. What? To get you out of the toilet? <laughs> you should have that at work. Oh, well, I was thinking of you today. Last show, the picture would have been. I thought, imagine that. What the? What's if you're off? I saw that on Twitter, but I didn't think anything of it. That's real. I think you'd find that amusing. Imagine that. Okay, I'll tell you what, if Guy Martin sees that, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, so how's the fourth suffer from dysentery? And just, he just, he was thinking, I can't. I can't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah, I just need the shit. No, I like you had neurovirus. No, you had neurovirus. Oh my god! You just yeah. oh, I can't be asked. No, just go. Just let it go. Again, more. Just play. You're only bending me around again. I saw it out in the morning. Yeah, you know, you've all been there. It's like well, oh, I, I can honestly say I've never shut the bed. No, no, no. <laughs> so no. I don't know what you've been doing. I have. I mean, <laughs> I'm neurovirus. I can be asked. I've been up so many bloody times. Oh, I'm like, oh, it's wrecked anyway. <laughs> I actually fell asleep on the toilet and had the neurovirus. And I've been <laughs> and I had the and I had the bucket. So I had my head. My head was in the bucket. Ah, oh, God. I hope you like that and you just have a, you have a tear come down your face because you feel so friendly. It's the only time you pray to a God you don't believe in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm man. sure that wasn't in the script. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reason why... Anyway, that's the reason anyway, why... That's why the, like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he thinks Marion's dead and he's, he's you know, drowning his sorrows. And all that, and that's when you find out, of course, with the, with the monkey. The monkey does the German salute in this as well. Do you know what you're saying? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a little German. Yeah, that's another thing. They like, wouldn't have. You'd never do that in a film now. The killer, killer monkey. Kill, kill, no way. Yeah, yeah. No way. Well, killed by his own hand, own owner though. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it's a bad, it's bad, not, not, Nazi monkey, you mean? Nazi monkey. Yeah. Is that the guy's name? Nazi old boys. Yeah. Anyway. Where's Maria gone? She's been caught by Belloc. Again, though, that's another thing. Once again, Dr. Jones, I've got something you own. But again, this is what I love about the Marion character. She holds her own here. She's thinking, now, this was all improvised, mm-hmm. this one scene. Oh. Because um, she was going to wear this white dress, but she turned back and said to Susan Burke, she wouldn't wear Why would she get dressed up for him? Because, you know, she's a strong character. Yeah, that yeah. is weird. So they improvise the whole thing about the knife on the table and they're doing it. And if you notice, she does it, she puts, and the camera cuts to it where she puts her clothes on the knife. Yeah. They're getting pissed. 
And again, like you say, wonderful drunk acting in this. Yeah, because yeah. when she pulls a knife out, Bella just laughs, doesn't he? Well, she, there's, that, there's that really good bit there because she thinks she's got the one over him because yeah. he can't drink, but you find out later yeah, on. Like, he, he can. This is drink, the yeah. family drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's family. So he's used to drinking. He's used to drinking. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely but wonderful. But they're both cracking up. I like that bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And then, of course, you get the whole thing with, like, you know, Von Lacey's character comes in. Now, what I love a bit is when you get the, the snake pit where he throws it down. There's that wonderful dialogue between Indy and Marion about the dress. Where'd you get this then? And yeah. he gave it to me. What else did he get up? Now, do you really like the snake pit scene? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. But I do, yeah, again, there's something very weird about importing petrol. Snake fights them all. Yeah. So like, well, they're doing, 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 they I was going like, to say, is that a so, true thing? Did not lie to No, it? because it was cold on set. So, snakes yeah. hard to keep warm. They yeah, because stupid. They, yeah, so, they yeah, go yeah. near the fans. And there's a quick, there's a picture of Steven Spielberg talking to a snake saying, you're ruining my movie. And there's that famous scene when he's looking with the... Uh, oh, and you see the glass. That's the glass, isn't yeah, it? It's the, the famous continent. Do you know, on my new TV, you can hardly notice that. Oh, really? Honestly, I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. Well, because heart... of the fact that it, the, these DVDs are upscaled. Yeah, DVDs, and so. your heart, you could see the little tiny bit in the corner. on the old reflect. But also, the, I mean, it's good that was there because the Cobra did actually spit venom at Hamilton Ford and he hit the glass. Yeah. So he was very lucky there, actually. Uh, David Tomlin, right, legendary second unit director, did The Prisoner, did loads of James mm-hmm. Bonds, uh, got bit by one of the snakes, had it in his hand there, right, and he's, oh, this is a bit of a pain, isn't it? Turn around so, to one of the grips, just grab his tail, grab his tail and give it a yank like that, and, you know, just do that, you know, kind of whip it. And he goes, he'll let go, and I'm going, did, let go of him. Because it kind of shockwave all the way up and the, the uh-huh. just went out and fix it, did that. Bloody hell. Harrison Ford, now during this uh, flying wing plane, which was an American plane, with the wonderful Pat Roach, one of the only actors to appear in every single, <laughs> yeah, it's apart great. from the last one, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he yeah, passed yeah. away. And he makes a good German, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Harrison Ford actually had the plane roll over his knee at this bit and, and buggered his ligaments up. And, so and this is a real like stunt that we're doing. Yeah, it? yeah, really. It's Harrison doing all that. Ah. Um, there might have been a little bit with the with the, with the chopper blades and Pat Rose. Pat Rose did all of his own stuff. You ain't going to get anyone the same size as Pat no, Roach. No, no, no. You know, uh, we should point out Brummy, Brummy, right? Brummy, Pat Roach. Um, yeah, so buggered his knee up. Now instead of going to a Tunisian hospital, uh, he just taped it up and put some ice on it and carried on. Bloody hell! He has some bad luck with his legs, doesn't he? Yeah, he has. <laughs> really, a plane crash and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Falcon. Ball. I think he's given up flying planes now. Anyway. I hope so. Really. <laughs> At that age, yeah, but I love the whole fight scene again. He's proper, yeah, kind of like you know. Well, I think from that scene from there to the truck chase, yeah, is my favorite bit of the film because I love classic physical stunts, yeah. I love people jumping from motorbikes from cars onto other cars, doing the classic bloody stagecoach. Because that's what that stunt is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Even though it's a, the, the, the gully in it, that the dog underneath thing is really overt <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, well, Harrison Ford does a little bit of that, bruise all his ribs. Uh, but obviously, it's a stuntman who um, who does the majority of that. Now, I think I have... Yeah, I like the way the German bloke jumps when he goes on the front. And why does it, when he beating him up, did he throw him out the front to the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that's really weird, isn't it, though? And you think he's going to do something? He gets run over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he tries it, doesn't work, does it? Um, 
Now, where's the submarine bit? Is that... No, that's... Uh... Is that later on? No, that's... That's before the Well of Souls, isn't it, that is? It, it, this so, is where this leaves you, because yeah, he, he steals the truck and then burns yeah. after now. So, now, in that in that scene there, before we get... No, before we get to that... Yeah, so he's on the truck. All four, all four Indiana Jones stuntmen... There's four Indiana Jones stuntmen. Vic Armstrong including. All four of them appear on the truck scene. It's a they crazy scene. Them. Also, not directed by Steven Spielberg. Ah, oh, see, I don't want to do that. director. Did all that, yeah. British director. It's well. such a brilliant scene, that, because I just... Like I said, I like physical stuff. And there's a sense of speed in it. Yeah. Obviously, they weren't going as fast, but they were going quick enough, weren't they? No, they, they were going... So, and they actually uh, filmed it at a slightly slow speed. Now, when I was younger, I used to think that the driver of the truck was uh, Paul Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> was Paul Hogan yeah, in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's a cracking fight, that is. And again, you bit. feel the kind of punching he gets for the window in Harry's... In Indy, yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. it. And again, with the whip and the... the how does he get the whip off? No, and there's a bit when he throws the whip, do not they? And he climbs up, and then when he cuts back, he's up there in the force. Yeah. We can't explain that. We, we can't, up there. We can't explain how he gets it off. <laughs> yeah, does he, yeah, does yeah, he yeah, get yeah. up and have to do that? Yeah. Does he ever get the whip in a knot? Okay, so that's the first part of uh, this two-part episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And the second part will be coming in January. So we wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. 
This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.